Thank you for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. On today's show, we recap last night's 4 nothing win over the Blue Jays. We preview tonight's matchup between Jose Barrios and Garrett Cole. And Robinson Cano has some advice for Aaron Judge. All that next on Locked on Yankees. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Yankee fans. This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees. Welcome to the show. It's Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can listen to us on every podcasting platform available, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So last night was a pleasant surprise for me. I'm sure it was for you after the offense couldn't get anything done against Boston in big opportunities on Sunday, couldn't get anything done on Monday. They come out and score four runs. Not that four runs is that big a deal. It's not like they scored eight. But who was the first person to score those runs. Who was the one that made it happen? Aaron Hicks. Who told you not to panic about Aaron Hicks? If you're not watching on YouTube, I just pointed to myself. It's April. Don't panic. It's too soon to panic. It's too soon. It's too soon. Anyway, he hit a two-run home run, put the Yankees up 2 nothing. That was really all they needed. Yankees pitching has been pretty damn impressive especially the bullpen now the bullpen had to work a little longer last night Nestor Cortez only lasted four and one third but he looked good in those four and one third innings and the bullpen did what the Yankees bullpen has been doing all season so far five games small sample size but they're looking really good now I don't expect them to be this good for the entire season they'll have blips it's a bullpen it happens plus with the way the starters have not lasted longer than five innings, Jamison Tyone's the only one that made it that far. And they're not off till Monday. So we'll see what happens tonight with Garrett Cole. But let's talk about last night first. And then we'll talk about Garrett Cole. And we'll also talk about how the Yankees really need to not do anything to piss him off like they did on opening day. I'm just kidding. Although, actually, I'm not. Seriously, don't piss him off. Don't have someone throw out the ceremonial first pitch and take too long to do it. Don't do anything tonight, please. Just make Garrett Cole happy. Okay, thank you. So ridiculous. Honestly, that whole thing was ridiculous. I still can't believe he got mad at that stuff, but... He's a fiery guy. He's the ace. You want him to be happy. So anything that you can do to make Garrett Cole happy, just do it. So let's go through everything that the Yankees did last night. Well, they had seven hits. That's good. Blue Jays only had five. Again, they held the Blue Jays to no runs. That's a big deal. 
It really is. That lineup is frightening when you look at it. Not that the Yankees lineup is anything to sneeze at. I spoke about that on either yesterday's show or the day before. You know, the Yankees lineup is pretty good too, but that Blue Jays lineup is truly frightening. And the fact that a combo of Nestor Cortez, Clay Holmes, Miguel Castro, Jonathan Loisica, and Aroldis Chapman held them to two hits in four and two-third innings of work is pretty cool. Plus, no Yankee pitcher issued a walk last night. None. Zero. That's amazing. And they struck out 10. Cortez had five. Holmes had two. Loisica had one. Chapman had two. Pretty good. Now, I said on yesterday's show that the Yankees had a habit of either looking pretty good against Yusei Kikuchi or looking horrible. Last night, they looked pretty good. And he only lasted four, nope, three and one-third innings. Gave up three runs on five hits. Two of them were earned. He walked two, struck out two, gave up that home run to Hicks. And he threw 84 pitches in those three and one-third innings of work. Cortez threw 72 in his four and one-third. Now, as for the other hitters, well, let's go through everything here. Donaldson didn't have a hit. Stanton didn't have a hit. Higashioka, Kiner Falefa. Not surprising about Higashioka and Kiner Falefa because they're kind of the black hole of the lineup and they're at the bottom. But it's also not good if the leadoff hitter doesn't get any hits, but he walked twice. So we'll give Josh Donaldson a pass because he also scored. He scored on Stanton's sack fly. Right. Okay. Sorry. My brain is not working today. I don't know why. Okay. So Judge had a hit. Rizzo had a hit. LeMahieu had two. Torres had two. Hicks had the one, the home run. But he also walked. And he only left one on base. So he's getting even better than Monday night and way better than Sunday night when he left six on base. And let's see. As for the Blue Jays, it's not like they... You know, George Springer had two hits. Bichette had one. Teoscar Hernandez had one. Although, um, who, wait, is it Gurriel Jr.? There's someone who does really badly against Cortez. He just has not done well against Cortez historically. Not that it's that big a sample size because it's not like Cortez has been in the league for that long. But it's kind of funny that, and this is how it works in baseball. You always have a pitcher that you don't expect to hold certain hitters, hit lists, or someone who strikes them out often, especially with the way Cortez throws, because, you know, he's not exactly overpowering. And he has a lot to prove this season. He wants to prove that 2021 was not a fluke. And so far, so good. Again, the combo of him and the rest of the bullpen held the Blue Jays to five hits and no runs, did not walk any of them. That's impressive. I think that's actually the most impressive thing about last night. Anytime you can get a whole entire pitching staff in nine innings to not walk anyone, especially a lineup like the Blue Jays, where if you do walk someone and get people on base, they can string together runs. That's pretty good. Any other things that stand out from last night? The Blue Jays were 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position. Yankees were one for nine, which isn't great, but they scored four runs. So we'll, we'll, it's okay. We'll forgive them for that. If, if they didn't score the four runs and they were one for nine and running runners in scoring position, people would be 
very angry today and they'd be on a three-game losing streak, but they're not. So far, they split the first two games. And then tonight, we have Garrett Cole and Jose Barrios, which we will preview in a moment. But first, it is time for me to tell you all about BetOnline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. As I told you the other day, there's a betting line on which MLB manager will be fired first and Aaron Boone is right at the top. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, which are starting this week, and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. And you can bet on anything. I think you can still bet on Who's going to win the World Series? Who's going to make the ALCS? Who's going to win the divisions? Who's going to be the wild card? There's a ton of things you can do. So bet online where the game starts. Go there and check all that out. And something else to check out. You should listen to Locked On MLB Prospects when you're done with this show. Host Lindsay, host Lindsay Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. He's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, including some names we may see on the field in the future. And it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So thanks again for making Locked on Yankees your first listen every day. We appreciate you, all of you, whether you watch us on YouTube or listen to us on all the podcasting platforms available. Speaking of YouTube, there was an issue yesterday where if you were logged into one account, you couldn't switch to another account. And that's why yesterday's video went up so late because YouTube was really having an issue all day. So um, hopefully they won't have that issue today. This will be up and you'll be able to watch it as soon as it goes up or as soon as it's recorded. Unlike yesterday, it went up about three hours after I finished recording it. So, you know, things happen. The Internet happens. Um, Like I said, everyone on YouTube was affected, especially if you have multiple accounts, which most of us do. We don't just have our show accounts. We have personal accounts. I've been on YouTube since it almost since it started. That's a long time ago. Anyway, back to the Yankees and Garrett Cole and Jose Barrios, which is tonight's game. I'm kind of surprised that, and I said this when I was previewing the series on Monday, that all the games are 705. I would have expected at least one day game thrown in there or something. I don't know. Just seems kind of strange. So Jose Barrios didn't have a good outing his first game at all. (laughs) He lasted one third of an inning, gave up four runs on three hits, walked two. So his ERA is 108. As in 108.00. Obviously, it's not going to stay that high. He will lower it. Garrett Cole's ERA is 6.75 because of his first outing. And I briefly spoke about it as everything started. But he threw four innings against the Red Sox, gave up those three early runs, four hits, one walk, three strikeouts. And it was all because he was pissy that things were not starting as fast as he would have liked them to start on opening day. Again, Yankees, don't do anything tonight to piss off Garrett Cole, okay? Make everything good for him. Make everything timely for him. Don't make him waste any seconds of his night 
getting pissy that you're doing something that he doesn't like. Okay? Just keep the ace happy. Now we have the lineups because I'm recording this at 4.13. So for the Blue Jays, Springer, Bichette, Vlad Jr., Teoscar Hernandez, Guriel Jr., Alejandro Kirk, Matt Chapman, Rainbow Tapia, and Santiago Espinal. For the Yankees, Rizzo, Judge, Donaldson, Gallo, LeMayhew, Torres, Hicks, Kiner Falefa, Higashioka. Today is Stanton's day off. Donaldson is DHing, LeMayhew is playing third. Now let's look at the matchup between these teams and how people do against each pitcher. And I still think it's really funny. They still have Randall Grichuk here. I thought they had fixed that yesterday, but I was looking at the lineup, not the matchups. And now that I'm looking at the matchups, Randall Grichuk is still here. How did he do against Garrett Cole? Oh, right. He wasn't good against Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole was the one Yankee pitcher that he didn't hit a home run against. It seemed like he hit a home run against everyone else. Bo Bichette in 21 at-bats against Garrett Cole is only batting 190, but he does have a home run with a run batted in. Kevin Biggio in 15 at-bats is only batting 200, but two home runs, four runs batted in. Teoscar Hernandez has a home run against Cole. Alejandro Kirk has a home run against Cole. And then Barrios, Joey Gallo has one home run against him, but he's batting 083 in 12 at-bats. He's faced him the most. And that's it for Yankees who are still there. Gary Sanchez has a home run against Barrios, but that won't do the Yankees any good because Gary Sanchez is now on the Twins. He actually broke up a perfect game today. The Dodgers were pitching a combined perfect game because Kershaw had left the game and then Gary Sanchez hit a single to break it up. So former Yankees doing things all over the place. Exciting. And I'm trying to think of or see who else. I feel like I thought Teoscar Hernandez was the one that did better against Cole. Well, okay, 286 in 14 at-bats with that home run. But I, why does it feel like Teoscar Hernandez had like three home runs against Cole? Was that in 2020? <laughs> I feel like he had home runs against him. Why am I misremembering this or am I I'm, I'm, and I'm not confusing him with anyone that just seems so weird why did I think that he was the one that hit Cole a lot that's really odd I don't know what's going on there the game is on yes it's on MLB network but only out of market and I don't know how that works for everyone because I know that there are some restrictions in certain places but you know, it's not one of those Amazon Prime games, and it's not an Apple Plus game, although the Yankees do have an Apple Plus game coming up soon. Um, I believe, I think it's, is it Friday against the Tigers? Let me double check that. No, is it next week against, wait, it's against the, they're playing the Tigers some point soon, right? And wait a minute, is it? Let me just double check. Because I know they're going to be on Apple Plus or Amazon. It's something soon, but the Apple Plus thing is interesting. Did anyone else watch? I watched the Mets Nationals game. When was that? Friday night? I watched some of it. And, or was it Thursday night? Wait, which night was it? Wait, it couldn't have been. 
Oh, yes, it could have been Friday because the Yankees game was the day game. That's right. Okay, I was watching it Friday night. I found it interesting. Some people had issues with it. They thought that the commentators were talking too much and yapping too much. They didn't like the betting stats that were at the bottom of the screen. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that either. I find it kind of strange, and I know that they're not that related, but it is kind of related. I just find it so funny that, you know, Pete Rose is out of baseball. He's out of the Hall of Fame. He's a pariah because of his betting. And yes, he bet on baseball while he was managing and playing. That wasn't good of him to do. But now baseball is so entrenched in all this betting stuff, and it's just amusing to me now that they have that stuff on actual broadcasts. And I wonder how Pete Rose feels about that. You know, how would you feel about that? I don't know. How do you feel about that? Actually, let me know below what you think of the whole baseball and betting thing and their relationships with all these different sports books that are out there and the stats that you now can see on actual broadcasts. And I know not everyone has Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever they're watching it on. But it just, it's such a change, even in the last two to three years, how we consume baseball and seeing betting information on screen just seems really strange to me. So let me know if you feel the same way. So that was my stomach. I apologize. Um, (laughs) I don't know what is happening right now. Um. And unfortunately, because my mic is right here, my mic picks everything up. I don't have my window open because um, even though it's very lovely here in New York, spring has sprung. We have lawn companies outside and it's very loud. And um, I, I I just don't want to deal with that noise. I thought I had the Robinson Cano thing up for Aaron Judge. Where did I have it? Oh, I have it on my phone. Okay, never mind. I am just, this is, is it Wednesday or Monday? Like, really, what's happening? Okay. Robinson Cano knows what Aaron Judge is going through right now. He actually knows exactly what Aaron Judge is going through. Because in 2013, Cano signed that 10-year deal with the Mariners. That new deal began in his age 31 season. Hello? Did we not talk about this? So he has advice for Judge. And, you know, Cano played with the Yankees a long time before he signed that deal. He came up in May of 2005. Was that when him and Wong came up, right? That's so long ago. 22-year-old Robinson Cano coming up to the Yankees and being, he was just so young when he came up. And he's turning 40 in October. That's just crazy to me. So this is his, his advice for Aaron Judge. This is the only chance he has to get his max. He has been great for the city. He deserves to get what he wants. At the end of the day, all these years, he's given a discount to the team. He wants to stay there. He just has to focus and play and hopefully have a great season this year. And it's true. Yes, he's had seasons where he's injured, but he's had seasons where he's not injured. I mean, they had a bargain the year that he should have won the MVP, and he should have won the MVP. Don't get me started on how many stats he was better than Altuve at, and the writers just ignored them. I'll calm down now. I can't keep getting angry about things from five years ago, but I can't help it. Judge should have won. He should have won. 
I will die on that hill. It wasn't as egregious as Rafael Palmero winning the gold glove over Tino Martinez in 1999 when he only played 28 games at first base. Look it up. It's 23 years later and I'm still annoyed because it was the most ridiculous thing ever. He played 28 games at first base and they gave him a gold glove. Yeah. Yeah. These are the things that piss me off. Let me know down below if you're watching this on YouTube. Things like that that piss you off. I'm still pissed about 2006 also. Justin, Justin Morneau wasn't even the MVP of his own team. Unbelievable. Anyway, and Joe Cowley, is that his name? Writer from Chicago that gave Jeter like a sixth place vote and screwed with him during the MVP voting. I'll never forgive that. It's been 16 years and I'm still annoyed. Yeah. So good advice from Cano. He knows what he's talking about. It's almost the same exact thing. Oh, I mean, really, down to the years. And, you know, it's just different because Judge wasn't quite as young as Cano was when he came up. But everything else is the same. But as I've said, 2013 is a different time than 2022. I don't see anyone, anyone, not the Yankees, not any of the other teams, giving Aaron Judge 10 years. Not at his age. I think we're moving beyond that. As I keep saying, if he was a couple of years younger, yes. Not now. Not going into his age 31 season. Maybe eight. Maybe eight. I could see seven, definitely. But definitely not 10. I'm almost willing to bet my hair on it, but I won't. Because knowing my luck, some team will come along and offer Aaron Judge 10 years and I'll have to chop my hair off. So no, I'm not going to do that. I forgot how much Cano's contract was. 10 years, $240 million. Wow. And now he's with the Mets. And he's about to turn 40. And he's coming back from a steroid suspension. Unbelievable. If you had told me 17 years ago, next month, when Robinson Cano first came up, all this stuff that had happened, I wouldn't believe you. I wouldn't believe you. While we're here, and while we have time, and we're talking about Robinson Cano, I am going to look up Robinson Cano, because I want to see how he did in that first game, because I can't quite remember. I remember watching. Yeah, May 3rd, 2005. Oh my god. Against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. I remember that. Yeah, the Yankees lost 11-4. Yikes. Yikes, yikes, yikes. He batted ninth. He went 0 for 3 with a strikeout. Yankees lost 11-4. Who on earth? Kevin Brown was pitching. And the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, okay? The Tampa Bay Devil Rays who the Yankees had scored 13 runs against in a game a couple of weeks before this one. 13 runs in one inning. He gave up six runs? Or were there six total runs in the first inning and it wasn't just him? Oh, oh, hold on. Kevin Brown lasted five innings. 
He gave up eight runs on 13 hits and struck out two. No home runs. No Yankee starter or reliever in that game. He's the only starter. You know what I mean? Pitcher. None of them gave up home runs. Holy, holy cow. Let's see. Wait, I have to see what happened in the bottom of the first of this game because this is ridiculous. Alex Sanchez hit a single. Julio Lugo was up. Brown uncorked a wild pitch. So Sanchez made it to second. Then Lugo hit a single. Sanchez scored. Carl Crawford hit a ground rule double. Lugo made it to third. Aubrey Huff grounded out to second. Lugo scored. Crawford made it to third. Josh Phelps hit a single to center. Crawford scores. Damon Hollins Hits a double. Phelps to third. Nick Green hits a single. Phelps scores. Holland scores. Toby Hall. What? These names. Holy cow. Single to center. Green to second. Alex Gonzalez. Single to left. Green scores. Hall to second. And then he finally gets the last two outs of the inning. Alex Sanchez, who started everything, hits a fly ball to left. And Julio Lugo hits a ground out to short. And there's a force out at second. Six runs on eight hits with two left on base. Good God, Kevin Brown. Tina Martinez had a home run against Doug Wachter. Wachter had, what was his name? Wachter, right? He was, was he a weird guy? I'm trying to remember him. I can picture him, I think. So they made it 6-1, and then Kevin Brown in the bottom of the fourth. Holy He gave up three singles to load the bases, Sanchez, Lugo, Crawford. Then Aubrey Huff grounded out to first, Sanchez scored. Josh Phelps hit a sack fly that scored Lugo. And the Devil Rays went up 8-1. And Kevin Brown kept pitching. That's so funny. Joe Torre was like, yeah, just stay in there. We're not going to win this. Who cares? (laughs) Or maybe he thought... It's the Devil Rays. Maybe we'll score 13 runs against them again. And that didn't happen. Wow. That's, I'm trying to remember, because I know I watched that game. I was on a message board back then, and we were watching for Cano's debut. And so I know I watched that game, and I don't really remember Kevin Brown being so horrible in that game. I remember him being horrible in certain games, but specifically that one, no. No, that's funny. That, wow. But yeah, the Yankees scored 13 runs against the Devil Rays in one inning in two different games in 2005. I wonder if a team's ever done that again. Because that is bonkers. I believe one game was in April, one game was in June. I have to double check on that, but that was <laughs> that was crazy. But when you think of the... Yankees lineup at that point doing that against I mean they had Jeter Sheffield Matsui A-Rod not that Giambi was doing much in the beginning of 05 because that was when he was coming back from all the steroid stuff and the tumor and the or the parasite what else did he have he had so many things happening in 04 you know Tina Martinez was back as I said he hit a home run in this game he's actually two for three in this game So it's not shocking that the Yankees could score that much on the Devil Rays, again, because they were the Devil Rays and they were bad. Maybe they should go back to being the Devil Rays. They should do a nostalgia thing, call themselves the Devil Rays, and then maybe they won't be good again. 
I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I keep saying how fun it is when the entire AL East is good, but I am kind of annoyed that the Rays keep staying good and, you know, they they don't spend any money to stay good. They're getting away with not spending money. Some teams can't do that, but the Rays, for some reason, that system they have there and all the people they have on the lower levels, they just, it's like they're growing them in a lab or something. It's just very strange. So tonight, Garrett Cole against Jose Barrios. The Yankees are looking to maybe start a new winning streak because one game does not constitute a streak. Two doesn't really either, actually. So they need to win tonight and then tomorrow. But we'll see what happens. So that's it for this episode of Lockdown Yankees, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you, you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. And thank you for getting us past 1,000. You guys are the best. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Wednesday. It's Wednesday. And we'll talk to you all tomorrow.